This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Harvey Levin. Katie Hayes. And Jason. So, uh, another example of how social media is not at all a reflection of America. That if you looked at social media, um, they wanted to kill Adam Levine. Just basically shoot to kill. He's over. He's canceled. He's done. Um, That is not to say that everybody in America thinks, oh, Adam Levine did everything great. But... The idea that everybody gets canceled and that we just jump into somebody else's relationship and then make our own judgments about what should happen, people didn't do that because on Saturday night, he came out on stage with Maroon 5 at Shaquille O'Neal's charity event and got a rousing ovation. I did not hear one boo. Not one boo. No. The the crowd went crazy for him. He opened with moves like Jagger, and they went nuts. They went nuts. And by the way, his wife was there. So, Jason, you look pensive here. No, I'm not pensive at all. I mean, how many times do we have to have this this be – how many times do we have to have the conversation about how social media comes out and tries to cancel people desperately? And look, there are people who are canceled for committing heinous crimes. But for somebody who commits a moral issue between he and his spouse and – People don't care. And it even goes beyond that. We've seen it, you know, with the use of the N-word by country singers and and things like that. People just don't care. They like who they like. Even R. Kelly, with the heinousness of those crimes, was largely forgiven by his core fan base. Now, he was criminally prosecuted and convicted. It's a different story. I think that's a bad example. But well, I- no, but, it, but, but it's kind of true because when it comes to music, if you like the song, it is hard to remember whatever the artist did that upset people. Even we, we saw it with MJ, right, with all the rumors surrounding him and all of his controversy. No, okay. In R. Kelly, too. If an R. Kelly song comes on, people like it. People listen to it. Okay, but I think there's a measure of hypocrisy in that a little bit. I, I'm just talking about that social media is just, you know, these extremes. Where I mean, it's basically a hate fest that you that somebody says something and you hate them for it. And I mean, that's what social media is. And these extremes have this megaphone, and for a long, long time. Everybody assumed it was fact. Everybody assumed that was America. And still, companies are canceling people. They are um, muting people. They are doing all sorts of things out of fear that the company itself is going to get dragged on social media. And that's going to ruin our country. And I think, I feel like maybe there's a reset here. Maybe. You think Adam Levine turned it all around? No, I think it's just been slowly building. You you think the reset is that people are finally aware of the fact that it doesn't actually impact the business, that you can maintain relationships, business relationships with with otherwise canceled celebs, and it actually isn't going to hurt them that much because people don't people aren't going to the people are going to continue to invest in the people and the products they like regardless of what social media says. And the uh, other example of what you just said this weekend is Will Smith. Yeah. That everybody, uh, not everybody, on social media, people thought he's done, he's cooked, he's over, um, he will never come back. 
and Will Smith um, triumphed this weekend. Yeah. Triumphed this weekend. He had a screening of his new movie, Emancipation. Uh, I, I guess Apple did it. I think it's it's created for Apple Plus, right? It's going to be straight to streaming on Apple, I think. And Apple shelved it because they got scared right. after the slap. And apparently it had rave reviews. Everybody who saw it loved it at the screening, and they are very hyped now on the su- potential success for this movie, which, to your point, is a tremendous turnaround from what's been nine months now. Right. We all talked. I mean, he was actually – I don't think anybody thought that Will Smith was – his career was doomed. Oh, people, people were – but, Nuts then. but I do back think then. that it, had you asked people back then, do you think in nine months he could have a a, a real sort of tour de force movie that's that's going to be launched on the world's biggest streaming services? The answer would have been no. And here we are. And and the movie, by the way, it was screened by the Black Caucus, uh, as well as the NAACP um, and others. And well, the irony to this is that it's getting a lot of Oscar buzz. He can't go. He can't go. Exactly. But but who cares? He's back. He's back. His speech was great. I mean, he's been doing this slow rollout, right? We've seen him just come out kind of every month. And this is this is kind of, to me, his final step. And he's back. He's back. It was Stella. Um, your call. You want to do uh, Billy Eichner first or you want to do Bill Maher? Uh, I'll, I'll take it. So Billy Eichner, whose uh, new movie uh, Bros just came out in the box office and by all accounts getting terrific reviews. And it is a kind of a rom, a gay rom-com. It's sort of an Apatow style rom-com, a little bit of slapstick, a little bit of silliness, but everybody uh, who's seen it loves it. But Billy Eichner's gay. The whole movie is, is about the gay community. Everybody loves this movie. And Billy Eichner, by the way, is a genius. Has anybody ever seen his so comedy? Funny. He is fantastic. Um, and this movie's gotten great reviews. But the people aren't coming out to see it. And it Billy, bombed. It bombed, bombed at the box office. Bad. Uh, do we have the numbers here? 4.8 million gross yeah. from 3,350 locations. So yeah, 3,350 three. locations, $4.8 million gross. I, I'm no mathematician. That's not good. Right. Um, and so <laughs> and it, it definitely was well below what expectations were. There's a $22 million production budget. That doesn't include a lot of other costs, advertising budget, et cetera. And they, they made $5 million in the opening weekend. So, so, Billy, so Eichner says – Yeah. Even with glowing reviews, great Rotten Tomato scores, straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just didn't show up for bros. And that's disappointing, but it is what it is. He concludes by saying everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo um, should, should go, see, should see, go the see the movie. I hmm. so, this is really this is going to be an interesting. So there's a couple of things. Number one, I've never heard a a celebrity, somebody who's pimping a movie, come out and criticize people for not seeing it. I've never heard that before. Number two, and, and he really sounds, I think it comes off really poorly for him. He sounds like he's whining, he's criticizing people for not coming to see his movie. There's lots of reasons people don't see the movie, but ultimately he thinks the reason that people aren't coming to see it is because they're homophobic. In certain parts of the country. Right. Right. So that's the, I mean, there are, there are several weird things about it. One is, Suggesting what? That if people in L.A. didn't see it, they're not. But people in Idaho, they are. No, I'm I'm serious about this. What does that mean in certain parts of the country? Is it that in L.A. you don't see it because you want to go to the beach and there are other reasons? But in We know what he's saying. We know what he's saying. And and it comes off, he's a little snobby, and I I feel like, when he's saying this. But also, he's... He's right, right? I mean, no. I wouldn't say in certain parts. If he had just not said certain parts of the country, he has a very, I think he has a point here. Does he? 
I think so. Katie, if you did you uh, reason, did you see the movie? No, and I saw and it's so funny because I, I I know, but that's the that's the problem is that I actually hadn't even heard about the movie that much. I don't think there's been a ton of publicity for it. And so but this what if, was the what, first what time if, what after if, I saw after I read this, then I watched the trailer and I'm like, oh, this looks awesome. I actually really want to see it. But I just didn't I hadn't heard of it, so I didn't go see it this weekend, opening weekend. Yeah, and but that's, that's part of the problem. Yeah, come on. What he's saying is the people who did know about the movie, who chose not to see it, there's a measure of homophobia in that. I mean, I think that's what uh, he's saying. That is yeah. what he's saying. And, and, and hold on. Yeah. Let me just ask you. If somebody chooses, look, there may be people who don't want to see but and, and let's just start with the premise that everybody says this is a great movie. So that's, let's, sure. that's a it's given. Good, right. But that said, there probably are people around the country who have not seen this movie who are homophobic. But there are also people who chose not to see it for a variety of reasons but, that have and and the reason I'm saying that is yeah. that you know look everything said these days has an impact on politics. And if people feel they're getting labeled a certain way just because they chose not to see a movie for whatever reason it is and they are otherwise not anti-gay, not, you know, not, you know, against inclusiveness. And all of a sudden they get painted that way. What do you think happens yeah, to them? Yeah, it absolutely <clears throat> makes them recoil uh, and and they feel offended by, by the allegation. I want to meet Billy Eichner 25% of the way. It is undoubtedly true that in certain parts of the country, humor that is gay forward humor, I don't know what to call it, but let's call it gay forward humor, is probably not as, as, what what is it as as ubiquitous as it is here as people don't don't joke in those ways and it reminds but when me when you of, say here in you Los know the, Angeles you in know, big cities big you know, cities you have to guys admit. do you know the difference between Riverside and L A it's uh, a world of difference and it's all part of kind of this Southern California area well so but we're, we're talking we're talking about are we talking West L A yeah. you have to admit <laughs> that in large cities L A New York. All these big urban Even areas the, are more yeah. friendly towards the gay community than if you go to a small southern rural town. You have to admit no, that, that's right? Tr it's I, true. I, I think it is true. But again, even in L.A., yeah. you, you know, I, I remember going to Simi Valley and seeing all of these sure. Trump signs. And that, that's, sure. you know, 10 yeah, miles away. You're right. You're yes. right. We're being, too, pockets, we're being right. imprecise about the pockets. But yes. But, but here's the thing. Woody Allen. Let's take him, for example. Back in the 70s. One of the biggest filmmakers in the world. His movies never made a ton of money. I just think in certain parts of the country, Woody Allen movies would never play because they ju that's just not the kind of humor. That's not the kind of thing they But does they that make in. the people who didn't it see it anti-Semitic? It does not. There are clearly, to, to the point you made a minute ago, there are clearly lots of anti-Semitic people in this part of the country and every part of the country. But that's not why people didn't see the movie. It's just not their brand of humor. And I think that's what you're seeing here with this movie. The thing working against Billy Eichner here is, um, I don't know, are people fully going back to the movies now? Because Neil Patrick Harris did the show Uncoupled, which people call Gay Sex in the City. And it was the most popular show on Netflix for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it was similar to when I watched the trailer for this. It's very similar to this movie, but it was in, you know, they did a 10 episode run or an eight episode run. Hugely popular, focusing on male gay relationships, okay. rom-com stuff. And it was hugely popular. There, there are people so, still go, look, people are going to the movies and there are movies that have done a lot better than this. And again, I completely understand A, why he's disappointed and B, how important the movie is, that it's great that, you know, that, that companies are investing in something like this. I think it's great yeah. and wish it would have done better. Yeah. At the same time, if it doesn't, 
to kind of pass it off as homophobia. Again, there are probably people who wouldn't see it who are homophobic. I mean, undoubtedly. Of course, sir. Right. Right. But, but then to make others feel like, wait a minute, he's saying because I didn't see the movie, I'm homophobic. Yeah. That's when people recoil. That, to me, is counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, there are plenty of examples of movies in recent years who have had gay themes, gay gay lead characters who've done exceptionally well. Moonlight, for example, is is one that did phenomenally well, won the best picture. You know, they're they're, exa- they're counter examples that maybe just people don't want to see this movie this time for whatever reason. I'm going to see it. I'm buying two tickets. It looks fantastic. <laughs> even, though even though you're going I'll t- alone. I'll turn, exactly. I'll turn it around for you, Billy. Eichner. It looks great. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, um, we are going to move on. Bill Maher. Oh, boy. Hmm. So, um, this is pretty provocative. Yeah, um, he thinks people should be able to bone in the office. Well, but he has a point here. No, no, no. He, 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 <laughs> not, he, maybe not physically, but he, like, you know. He's make, Right. He's making a point. Um, and it's pretty provocative, but it is interesting that, you know, the, there are a lot of people who have been fired. Jeff Zucker got fired from CNN after having a consensual relationship with a 49-year-old CNN executive who didn't directly report to him, and it was completely consensual, and yet he got fired. And he gave other examples of this. And he is saying, essentially, that there, there is a an epidemic of loneliness in this country where people feel really lonely, especially young people, and they are having trouble meeting and having real relationships. And the fact is that people meet people where they meet people, and that happens to be at work a lot of times. And the fact that companies are now becoming the parents of their employees and telling them this is what you can and can't do, he thinks is misguided. Right. He's basically saying you should be able to have a consensual relationship at work with someone on your level. He does address, you know, if there's a power dynamic, it kind of changes everything. But on your level without having to take it to your HR person and reveal the relationship. Like, why are they bedroom police? Two adults should be able to decide on what they want to do. Don't smile at me. Now that he says it, Levin. Here we go. Here's what he said. And finally, new rule now that Americans are finally returning to the office after the pandemic. Let's let them f- It's long overdue that America had an adult review of our war on office romance. You know, there's only a few places where Americans meet each other in person anymore. Work, bars, church, and Adam Levine's house. 
Now, in the Udoka case, the widely reported description of it has been improper, intimate, and consensual. Okay, intimate and consensual, I shouldn't even be reading about it. What people do that is intimate and consensual is not my business, not yours, and not, not that f***ing little leprechaun. I happen to agree with him here, but I'm also sitting here with the lawyer of the company and the head of the company. So how do you two feel about two people in an office having a consensual sexual relationship? I mean, look, if there is a... I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 if Shocking. There, if they're really... Look, and, and Bill Maher said this. If, uh, if a subordinate has a relationship with somebody they report to... Um, that can be problematic, and especially if there's any change in the way that that employee is viewed, either favorably or negatively. And that's something that definitely needs to be monitored at the very least. But the idea that two people who get involved with each other have to tell HR they're doing it is absurd to me. It, it is absurd. But I want to talk about the two examples we talked. You just talked to mention Jess Zucker. Right. In his case, he was a subordinate. Everybody's a subordinate to Jeff Zucker. He ran the company. And in this case that we're talking about with the Boston Celtics, Ime Adoko, he as the head coach, he is the de facto head of the entire organization. He really doesn't answer. And he was also insanely powerful within another organization. And he had it with his subordinate. So, I, look, I don't have a problem with what he did. This, the, the but, why, but but I don't believe in Jeff Zucker's case she reported directly to him. Everybody no, but didn't she also it. get um, – no, wasn't she advanced true. through the ranks because of her relationship with him? She, no, not that, that I know those, of. Oh, really? Because I I thought that was the big thing, is that she she moved up the ladder. If the possibility – there's two things that, that HR is looking at. Number one, did the is there a quid pro quo, obviously? But number and two – And if there is, it's and wrong. And if there is, it's wrong. Everybody agrees with that. And number two, will other employees feel that they are being passed over for legitimate positions or wor certain work opportunities because of the intimate relationship between – the ex senior executive and the less least less senior person. Jeff Zucker in CNN's case, he ran the entire network. He was the head of the entire network. Right. Anybody who he's in a relationship with, others will feel. And and I think it's hard to deny that it's possibly true. Right. If you're intimate with somebody, there's going to be a desire to make that person uh, to push their career along. It, it's un so I just think that I get I get your point on that. Yeah. But but what about just two people in the office? It's not a problem. It, it's not yet, a problem, yet, yet but is it a problem? I mean, I guess it's a personal decision, but if Jack and Jill are dating and 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 work closely together at work and then all of a sudden they separate, it gets a little it gets a little but dicey if they can no longer, yeah. you know, if I, it gets awkward, I, yeah. if they can't do their job, if they don't want to work work with each other. Where are they meet? Where's Jack and Jill meeting? Where the, where are they in meeting? In the coffee room no, no, apparently no. to Bill Mar where, according to Bill Mar. Where are they meeting people other than work? Well, that's no, but that is an issue. And I, he I gets think, into this at the end. That loneliness is a mental health issue. It really is a I, mental health I know, issue. I know, but it's not like people but, don't go to bars. There's there's a million apps like you he said, people on. You fall in love with who you fall in love with. I, I look, it's absolutely true. But the idea that we have to why, let them Why does this have to be so pristine and parental? It doesn't. But the it doesn't. I mean, I don't believe in bedroom police. People should do what they want. But I do think... If two, if two PAs in the office, you know, fall in love or people on the news desk or editors or whatever. And by the way... That's happened. Yeah. I don't know about the love part, but yeah. That's, really <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it comes Well, no, to I mean, it's happened. It's like so, I mean, congratulations. Yeah. No, I, And yeah, you're I, right. It could, it could get messy. Yes. But do you then say, no, you can't do it? No. I mean, I think it would be ridiculous to fire someone over 
having sex, consensual sex with someone else in the office. It's ridiculous. But I don't believe in bedroom police on any level, so. You think it's okay for, and I, I'm just testing this, the head of a company to sleep with, uh, the, the head of a studio to sleep with uh, a PA, the lo- sort of the lowest level, entry level position. No, but I also think it's going to happen, and it's consensual, because if you're a PA, hey. But I do see the distinction. I do, I, too. I do too. We all see the distinction between somebody with that sort of, in that sort of power dynamic. That's, that's, that's. The too, power too dynamic throws it that's, all off. That's really what it is. But you the weird thing yeah. is, it's true. You fall in love with who you fall in love with. Yeah, but but so what? It doesn't mean you get to sleep with everybody. If you're married, no, it's you not fall, sleeping with everybody. No, but if you're married and you fall in love with somebody else, it doesn't mean it doesn't give you the moral right to do whatever you want. There are all sorts of limitations on the people we fall in love with. We we can fall in love with anybody. And no, the, but I'm saying if you got two people who spend ten hours a day at work and they don't really have a social life, you know, aside from the weekend or whatever. Sounds like a terrible job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody know anything about long days with no real... <laughs> you really want to go down the road. You really want to do it. Oh, I think we should move on to the old hurricane. <laughs> um, hurricane I, run. Look, I, I just think this is interesting. Cameron, what's the, uh, what's the final vote here? We put polls up on the website every weekend. And um, we put a poll up this time saying... Uh, DeSantis's response to the hurricane. And we said, um, was it a good response or eh? Well, the majority of people, the large majority of people said eh. The reason I wanted to raise this is that, look, this is aligned almost perfectly when we put these polls up with the way people feel politically. And I'm just going to say personally, there's a lot I disagree with with DeSantis, a lot, Um, a lot of issues. But at the same time, he did a pretty good job here and not perfect. And now there are things that came out today. But this poll was before today that there he may have been slow in responding in one county or officials may have. But overall, even Biden said, which, you know, to Biden's credit, because they may end up running running against against each each other. But even Biden seemed cooperating with DeSantis, and it felt like— They were mutually sort of giving each other plaudits for their jobs. Well done. They did. And yet America won't do that. And it just shows the tribalism that if you are opposed to somebody generally, you can't in any way say they did a good job on anything. And yeah. it feels that way here. It sure, it sure does. I, I, I thought he was getting sort of rave reviews. I know that some of the stuff came out today that was a little bit negative, but this poll presumably didn't really account for that. It those numbers. And it's just, you know, it, it really is. It all comes down to how you feel about somebody going into a situation. The other thing to keep in mind, these, the idea that you can handle one of these situations perfectly is just farcical, right? I don't think anybody... Yeah, there's there's not one leader that could walk into, you know, a situation like this and just come out with right. 100% rave reviews. It's a it's hurricane. It's just impossible. People are going to die. There are going to be services yeah. that are going to fall fall behind because of the incredible effort it takes to pull these things together. That's the way it goes. You have to look at some... And maybe it's unfair to look at people in these worst of times uh, do you generally. Think, do you but, think people who said he did an eh job really kind of analyzed what he had done? No. No. I don't... Well, I'm sure some did, right? Like, I mean, we were reading reports that people in Fort Myers just didn't have water or toilet paper. I mean, that's what I was reading this weekend. So I was like, yeah. okay, there is definitely room for improvement here. You're supposed—I mean, how, how is that happening? 
days later. It's really difficult. But like I said, I mean, a- any leader in this position is going to yeah, the idea fail the, on some level. Yeah, a different governor would have made it so that didn't happen. It, right. It's pretty, I mean, you know, it's just... So it, I would have clicked the There can button. be examples. There can be examples. George Bush flying the plane over over Katrina and looking well, George, down at the, George oh, that Bush was really awful. was yeah. awful. That awful. was awful. George Bush was appalling. Yeah, that right. was that was awful. But it's like, I, I just feel like this is such a mirror because... Look, he did a pretty good job here, I think. Yeah. And, you know, you can say that even when you disagree with a lot of other things that he does, because then you're looking at things individually. Yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know. It's interesting. It's been overshadowed because he's relatively popular in Florida, but DeSantis has a very difficult gubernatorial race coming this year. Yeah. And those numbers are within six or eight points. And it'll be interesting to see if we see movement either way. Uh, on the polling for the, for this race, it could, it could be a make or break moment for yeah. him because if he loses the governorship, oh, there's, there's no way he he, right. he runs viably for president. Then you obviously never saw uh, you never studied Richard Nixon. Well, I, yeah, it was a couple years later, but you're absolutely right. Richard Nixon famously lost the California governorship after he had been lost the uh, vice presidential lost well, the, the presidential election. Kennedy lost in '60 and then lost in '62 running for governor. Yeah, and everybody said you won't have Nixon said yeah. you won't have Nixon to kick around anymore. Yeah. Six years later, he was president. Yeah. For eight years. For eight years. Mm. Six years. Well, until six, he got right. impeached. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We will see you tomorrow, folks.